So Tom and Yuna, come on up. Swansboro. Hello. Just, you want to say something? This is an afternoon, everyone. My name is Tom. This is my wife, Yuna. And uh, we are leading a site down in Swansboro, a small coastal town about 35 minutes from here. So uh, it's been a difficult story, as you can see from some of this. Anyway, so we relocated from this area last year, December, into the area. We were away overseas, and uh, Donnie Skyped and said, hey, would you like to um, go and do this? And uh, you and I have always felt in God, just always say yes, unless God closes a door. So it just makes it quicker to get on with the job. So that may help with some of you who are thinking about some of these things. So we relocated, started a long negotiation with the city to get a particular venue that was standing empty. And um, the... Um, one of the things that was in our heart was that we're here to be a blessing to the city, but we don't want to just say that with our mouths. We want to do it as well, and we want to be a blessing or an ally to the other churches in the area. And so we got into this whole thing with the city, and um, at first they were a little skeptical, and I think we were really able to pull off that we for you. One of the meetings that I was at, and Donnie was there as well, and uh, Donnie got up to speak, we, we suddenly discovered that that building had been promised to someone else, and they'd waited eight years, and now it looked like a, a, a sort of a rabid, uh, radical church was going to get it, and their dream was over. And uh, Donnie just got up and said, that's not our heart. We didn't realize this has been promised to you. We will step away from the table and allow best for what, for what the city wants here. And they just turned around and said, no, we want you in on this thing. And uh, we renovated this building for them. We agreed to only a two-year lease, so in... Uh, about 15 months time, 16 months time, we've got to look for another place to go already, which uh, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's good to be on the edge like that all the time. So we got the place ready. We took an incredible team from here and some guys from Beaufort. They have served their hearts out. That's been a key. The church set us up for success in the most incredible way. Our decor, our equipment, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a, you just opened the door and the place was ready to go in every sense of the word. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. The city has offset our rent for the facility against the money that we put in there, so we get some of the money back, which has been amazing. And then um, we promised them some money as well for city projects. And so we kicked off, and on the first Sunday, it was absolutely chaos. We couldn't cope. We had to send people home. And uh, the video projector, because we were using video and live preaching, but the first Sunday was video, and the video broke, and uh, all sorts of things happened. At the same time, there was a church in town that went belly up, and our heart again as one harbor was, let's not uh, like, oh my gosh, there's some little sheepies out there, let's go grab them. <laughs> but it was more like, these people are in pain, let's bless them, because it was actually a great church. And so Yuna and I went to meetings with some of these people where they were meeting and those meetings were terrible because they were broken and sore and hurt and were saying silly things and we, and we would just sit there saying, hey, we love you guys. We're not trying to take you to be with us or anything like that. And even the first few meetings that we had, a lot of them came and we would say from the front, hey, we know some of you from this particular church. If we can pray for you this morning, if we can love on you this morning, 
please let us do it, but we're not shopping for you. We're not trying to grab you. In fact, if you want, One Harbor will help you open a new church in the town and let's together take this place for Jesus. And just some of that attitude got in and at one of those weird meetings that kind of Yun and I went to, this lady walked up to me and uh, just to push PJ's point, this lady walked up to me and she said, so are you a leader in a church? And I said, yeah, I guess I am. She said, well, I don't know if you believe in prophecy, but I have a word for you. So you know, I was like skeptical, who's this person? Don't lay hands on me, don't touch me. <laughs> and uh, they said, oh, it's just simple. The Lord says it's time for you to lead again. And we were, we'd already moved to Swan. It was just so amazing, you know, God just like my boy. And so we started the church, chaos erupted. We had a special ceremony where we handed the city some money. Their testimony was the whole neighborhood has changed. All the restaurateurs are happy because their income has gone up since the day the church opened. And um, God's just been very amazing to us. We've had flea attacks and the video's broken again on other times. But it's just been a, a, a wonderful time. So, in, you know, in what I've said, I've included some of the things that have been important, just a good team in that. For me personally, and then I'll see if Yuna has anything to say, is, um, I don't know, <sighs> I mean that in a good way. She knows what I mean. 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 But um, I don't know about, but I, I'm still ambitious. I still want to be the dude. And if any of you say you don't when you plant in that, you're lying. And I found the most amazing thing has happened in my heart is that there is a redeemed ambition. So my, my worth and my sonship is not connected to the numbers on Sunday or how I preached or how I pressed play on the machine or whatever the case might be. <laughs> but my absolute worth is in the King. And I wish I'd known that 30 years ago whenever I first planted my first church. I wish I'd had redeemed ambition. And uh, I think for me, that would be the biggest lesson I could say for any of us here. Anything else? <laughs> for me, I think this goes for every single woman out here. You love your little nest, and when your nest gets ruffled, you get ruffled a little. <laughs> so I did get ruffled. Um, <laughs> but I think those times are invaluable for your heart because it kind of pushes you back to God. And um, he, you've got to hear for, from God, from the Father, the loving Father, the faithful Father. And um, for me, God's been so kind because he's given me his word. And Colossians has been an amazing thing, scripture for me over this season. And I've needed it for these broken people that I've come into contact with. Because I've been, I thought, God, how on earth do we change these people? We can't. We actually can't. It's only him. And so the, the thing, um, not everybody's broken, but some of them are kind of broken. <laughs> and um, the, the thing that God has given me over this season in Colossians was that in Christ, there are many, all treasure, the treasures of all wisdom and knowledge comes from him. And so to help minister to these broken people, I'm going to need to spend time with my father to find the wisdom for these people. Mm, good. good. So, okay. so, 
Prayer, just two prayer points. We need increase at every level at everything. People getting saved, team serving, everything. And then we need prayer specifically. How do we leverage this amazing friendship we have with the city? How do we leverage that for the, we don't want to lose that and just waste it. So, thank you. Um, I was 18 years old, and Tom, this crazy South African, came and visited, ministered to our church, and we hosted him. And uh, I've known him for 22 years, and this year, he's been ministering for 40 years. He's planted churches in South Africa and led church, a church in Australia, and he's now doing it again. And uh, these are the kind of heroes that we should celebrate and make much of, guys that are in it for the long haul.